Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we're just always happy to be here. Yeah, it's fantastic to be here. We're excited about today's show because it is something that we know a lot about on a personal level and certainly with clients. On a professional level. And on a professional (laughs) level. And sort of our fun title for uh, the episode is, Can You Handle This? Can You Handle Me? Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, really what this episode is going to be really exploring is just this idea of, do you trust that your partner can handle your emotions, that they can handle you? You know, do you trust that you can handle your partner's emotions? And there's definitely problems that arise when one or the other partner doesn't feel like the other person can handle them or wants to handle them. It causes, you know, a lot of breakdowns in connection and there's difficult things don't get discussed. And so we're just going to talk about about just the dynamics of it. We're going to talk about what happens when you're not sharing really what's going on internally for you. And then we're going to give you some tools on how to maintain connection, how to talk about this dynamic. And, you know, as always, our goal is to have you be as connected with your partner in a healthy way as is possible. This sounds like a really good podcast. It does. So I think the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because when couples get really good at being able to support each other in their emotion regulation, we really see a shift to a more deeply connected, secure, loving relationship. But it's really hard to get there because a lot of times when our partner is struggling with emotions, the other partner gets reactive. And then right there is kind of that moment of fracture instead of the leaning into and and it takes a minute to get there. And again, that's we'll discuss later the tools of that. But It can be very destabilizing when a couple does not have emotional safety. We've talked about that a lot. And so really in the work that we do in our own relationship and with our couples is really helping couples understand the idea of emotional safety. And that means whatever emotions are going on, how do you support each other in them? Even if it's about you instead of be reactive to, right? Again, we're kind of going against biology and all of it because we're, we're wired to protect ourselves and defend ourselves against any kind of threat. And when there's high emotions or any kind of perceived threat or someone's mad at me or this person's like really stressed out, really our natural tendency is to just protect ourselves and to go inward. And that totally shuts our partner out. Yeah. I mean, I I think this really relates back to our episode a few weeks ago called In Each Other's Care. Yes. And it came out of, Tara and I went on a couple's retreat uh, with Dr. Stan Tatkin. And one of his primary messages was, we are in each other's care in private and public. And that that's sort of, and the way I've been talking to my couples that I, I work with right now is that that's like almost the foundation that you want to build in your relationship for secure attachment, for emotional safety, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, how can we be, how can Tara be in my care? How can I be in her care if she doesn't feel free to express her her feelings and her emotions and the, or I don't right. do it for my own reasons? And so, I mean, let's, let's, if it's okay to, let's like maybe personalize it for a second sure. and give people an idea of what, what that looks like. 
because that's a struggle that, that we have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue to have because it's just a constant. Yeah, and but it looks so different from what it used to each, look. Well, no, from each other's sides. Like, oh, right. Like, so maybe you can first talk about. I'll talk about a situation. Okay, you give us that perfect. A situation where I feel supported and not supported. Absolutely. I'll put on my seatbelt. <laughs> no, you don't have to put on your seatbelt. <laughs> so I would say in the mornings, right, for me is like a stressful time because I feel rushed. And when I feel rushed, I get very anxious and uh, trying to get the kids ready and breakfast and lunches packed and binder signed and blah, blah, blah. And then maybe I have 30 minutes to get ready for myself if that's the case. And you're a real morning person and you're not an anxious person either. And maybe you'll come home from the gym and I'm like looking at you like, oh, like you just got to spend an hour of self-care. And I'm like been doing these eggs and bacon and pancakes and lunches and making sure they're getting their teeth brushed and their hair combed in. And then I'll, you know, kind of just have that stressed out energy. And I can immediately tell that you go into like problem solving mode because you'll start to like clean up the kitchen or whatever. And I'm like, oh, he wants my stress to go away because he doesn't want to ruin his morning. And so it feels like I'm alone in my overwhelm and you're kind of alone in trying to problem solve. And it makes me feel very like unsupported and resentful because what I really want, and you're getting better at this, is same scenario, right? You come home from the gym and I'm making breakfast and I'm like, got that like look on my face, like I'm rushed and da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm only going to have 15 minutes for me. Wah, 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 wah. And I'm feeling resentful. And instead of you trying to problem solve and go and pick up other things or whatever it is and go into triage mode, you just kind of come to me and you help settle me a little, whether that's through eye contact, whether that's through just a hug. I'm like, hey, hon, what do you need? We've got this. It makes me feel like I'm not crazy, that you're not judging me, that I have someone in this to do this. And it reminds me like, oh, this isn't all of my responsibility, right? And that, again, that's my own earlier childhood stuff, like be feeling responsible for everything. So when you come in and instead of problem solve and take care of yourself, because you want to have a good morning, you're okay with me being stressed. You're okay with me being overwhelmed. And you let me know that you see it and it's okay. And that we're going to get through this together. I, yeah, Bam. I can handle, I can handle this in that sexy. moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so then that's the scenario because it's always important for people to hear like the dynamics and what happens when this, when we play the dynamic this way, what happens when we play the dynamic this way. So start with when I don't act as if I can handle your emotions. I just try to solve the problem. I don't check in with you. I don't, I don't come to you with an open heart. What happens in our relationship when I'm doing that? I go into my resentment and feeling unsupported and feeling overwhelmed. It impacts my whole day and I feel very sad. And then I feel like, do I want to do this anymore? Like it literally goes into a whole narrative of oh, this is not sustainable because I don't want to feel alone in it, especially with our or life. Unsupported, right? Unsupported, I mean, especially with our life and how busy yeah. it is and all the yeah. things we have. I mean, that's that's what I've tuned into and have become more aware of that being there for you, coming to you, acting in a way that accepts the, that uncomfortableness that's happening 
you feel supported then. When I don't, you feel unsupported, you feel alone. It looks like resentment and anger, but really what I've learned is it's really deep sadness and loneliness. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. When I'm more consistent in showing up in that way of you are having a strong emotion, I do come to you instead of go start cleaning things up or pushing kids around or whatever, that I take care of you and that I uh, let you know it's okay. What happens then in our relationship? I just feel like it's okay to be overwhelmed and stressed out. And I have a partner next to me who's willing to support me and our busy lifestyle. And I feel loved and accepted instead of judged and crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think here's the other thing is that when I show up in the way you want me to, you don't stay in that state as long. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, that's a really good yeah, point. Yeah, that's that's because I mean, if I if you didn't, I would be in my head all day, like, oh my god, I'm gonna just tell, I'm gonna put a chore list up on the board. I'm gonna let him know what he needs to do. Versus, yeah, when you come, it's such a quick repair for me. Like I just feel like I'm I'm more settled. I'm able to be in a place of presence again and grounded instead of overwhelm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I also want to add is this doesn't happen every time. Like. We do not support each other in every emotionally difficult moment. Oh, definitely not. But we're getting better. But when EJ, let's just say when EJ is not being able to be there for me, I'm much better now at communicating. I got to let you know this is what would have been helpful. I know that you're trying to problem solve right now and trying to get the kids like out of the house away from me so I can have alone time, but that actually doesn't help. It makes me feel like I'm more of a monster. And so In the moments that we don't get it right, I let you know what would have been helpful because we have to teach each other in those moments because we're not just going to automatically know. Don't you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's all a learning curve though because it's all like I'm trying to figure it out. You're trying how and when to communicate with me about how I can do it better and be more supportive. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, things are shifting in that way. I have a higher level of awareness. Yeah. Can we do a reverse scenario? Sure. Yeah. So how about you come up with a situation where I'm supportive or I'm not supportive? Well, it's just so different from- Did everyone hear that pause? Yeah. Because I'm perfect. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's very different because like many things on my side of the relationship, everything happens internally for me. Whereas you, it's about like, oh, there's this outward thing happening and I'm learning to react in a way that's supportive. For me, it's like there's something happening internally for me and I'm wrestling whether I just swallow it down, push it away, you know, like like I'm wrestling with whether the can you handle this isn't about like how you deal with it necessarily sometimes, but mostly it's about my like sort of little operating system of will she be able to handle this or not? So it's so it's it's that flip side of like I'm internally thinking like, oh, there's a we have an interaction where I feel criticized or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I you don't know that I'm feeling criticized, that I'm feeling upset, that I'm that I may be feeling resentful. 
And I'm working on inside of myself of like, oh, well, just do I even say this? Or maybe I was just being too sensitive or, or if I do this, she'll just get, she, she'll just get pissed off at me. And, and so why do it? And so my, can you handle this is much more about like, that it is important that I am more consistently expressive of my feelings and then I give you the opportunity to handle it or not handle it well. And that's on you. But I, you know, I, I hold it back. I just don't say anything. So when you have noticed, because I know that you're working on being more expressive with your feelings and you feel supported, what does that look like versus when I don't do it right? Well, when you do it right, it's just like, it's just like a relief. How does it feel for you though? Like it's, when you're expressing, like, cause you're taking an emotional risk by starting to express. It's literally, it's like a relief. It's like, oh, somebody actually cares mm -hmm. about what I think or somebody actually like, it's just a total relief. Yeah, that's that's the best way I, I can I can say is because I it's feel like, like you're I, not in it alone. We're in it together. I'm not in it alone. I'm. It's not like I have to figure out. Like I just have this like core belief that it's like all on me. I have to hold everything together. I can't have emotions because everybody's gonna like react in a bad way to it. And so it's just a relief because it's like oh man, and it's connecting. I feel connecting. Yeah. You know, isn't it interesting? Let me just pause here. That. <laughs> In those moments when you're overwhelmed internally, and I'm overwhelmed internally, but you show you don't show yours, I show mine, mm -hmm. right? Because we're having an eternal experience. But that it's, for me, I'm like, it's all on me. I have to do it all. I have all this responsibility. And you have the same exact core belief. Yeah, that's it's interesting. All, <laughs> I never thought about that. I know. And so when we do take those emotional risks and lean into each other's yeah. suffering... Oh my gosh, it totally starts to negate that negative core belief. And that is yeah. the most powerful work we do with each other, yeah. with our couples. I just thought the, the, the other thing that's funny is we both judge each other for not doing it the way we do it. You judge me because you're like, why don't you just say it? Why don't you just get it out there? And I judge you for like, why don't you just keep it to yourself and figure <laughs> that shit out? Yeah, well, hey, the part that's important is this that we're individually taking emotional risks on each side because it takes an emotional risk for you to lean in and support me during my anxiety or overwhelm. It takes an emotional risk for me to lean in when you're saying something difficult, when you're having yeah. an emotional experience. But that when that happens, it builds our relationship so much. It builds trust, it builds security. And that's the thing. And I, I can't remember exactly what book this is from, but it's it's not like trust is just built from some big thing like, oh, this thing happened and I supported you. No, trust is built through small moments. I think this was the Gottman's. Trust is built through small moments and that every opportunity with our partner, we have a choice. We can either lean in or we can be like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that right now. And the more we choose to lean in, and really get uncomfortable with their uncomfortable, whatever that looks like, those are the moments that build trust, which then builds secure functioning, yeah. which then builds, you know, freedom within the relationship. Not that it's not going to be hard, but you're not going to be on a high wire in your relationship like, okay, I'm going to fall if I start to even go off balance just one more time or if we go off balance one more time. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I definitely notice like, especially in the last few days, I think I've been supportive of you in the way that you like to be supported. And uh, you have just been, you know, just kind of snuggling up to me a little bit more, you know, yeah. just, just looking at me a little more fondly, you know, I mean, it definitely yeah. has an effect on affection for sure. And can I give you a uh, words of encouragement? Sure. When you express your feelings to me, even if it's something that I've done to hurt you, I love that. I know you're so used to keeping it in and I get why, but like, I really love when you are emotionally vulnerable with me. So keep on, keep on expressing yeah. those feelings, Kerwin. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm I know. It. And this is, okay, so this is, we're, we personalized it a little, but this is across the board in couples that we see at our Couples Counseling Center. And it truly is like we get to, and our other therapists, clinicians here too, when we get to experience that emotional safety, because we're here helping couples like lean in because they don't know how to, and we're actually like modeling how to do it. We're coaching them how to do it. And it takes a little bit of time. But when you see that moment of, can I handle this? Yes, I can. And they kind of melt into each other. Bam. I mean, I leave and other therapists leave like crying, knowing the work we just did. And then we will see couples out in our parking lot hugging after a crazy intense session. And I am like, yeah, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like, this is why we do what we freaking do. And we wouldn't have known how to do it this well if we weren't constantly facing these same situations in our relationship. And we can't be hypocrites. We have to do the work. We can't just sit here and talk the talk and not walk the walk. So we do walk the walk and we know how freaking painful it is and how hard it is, but we keep doing it and we know it's working because we're still together after a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I want to acknowledge, I'm just, I'm thinking of a couple I was working with the other day that like, sometimes I think when when we're talking about these things, it, it's like, oh, it's just like as simple as just like sharing what you're feeling. And then it's oh, like, and then the other person is going to be receptive and take it, uh, that it's not that easy. And that there are we all have adaptive traits from earlier in our life that how we sort of survived as young people, how we got through difficult situations, you know, how we got through traumas. And these adaptive traits allowed us to survive for a period in our life. And then they just appear in our relationship as really like the opposite, that they're maladaptive, that they're that they're very much about protecting the individual and not creating deep connection and engaging in some sort of process where you and your partner are talking about all the ways that you adapted as a young person and coming to some empathy and understanding. Cause that's, you know, cause I mean, there were years, I think. Are we getting into tools here? Well, we're talking about yeah. insight, you know, yeah, and just, insight, and just and helping people understand, like, if they're saying, like, what the heck? Like, you're making it sound so simple, but yet me and my partner argue over, like, no, the, the peanut butter I spread on for the kids, you know? And that one thing that Tara, I think, has gotten better with in our relationship is she used to just be resentful that I couldn't show up in the way in which in which she wanted me to show up. Now she's more empathetic and understanding that there's some pretty 
darn good reasons that I mm. created this way I am. More she, compassion, yes. She's more empathetic. But then, she, you know, she it's also like on me to work on this stuff. Like mm -hmm. we've talked about it. Like it is important. It is hard. But she's just a little a little more patient with me than I think she used to be. So yeah, let's talk about tools. So. Yeah, I was gonna just, just to really quick piggy on that. It is, it's so hard to know that in moments of pain, suffering, that really we go back to a very early way of protecting ourselves, And we have to remind ourselves in those moments, like I'm an adult now, like <laughs> I'm safe with this person, even though it feels uncomfortable, I'm an adult and I can protect myself in a different way with my person now. We're together in this. But it's like our nervous system doesn't know. It just knows the feeling of I have to protect myself. So when I'm working with individuals or couples, I'm like, just remind yourself, like, you're an adult now. So yeah, let's definitely go into tools. And and I think, well, I know what's one of the first <laughs> tools I we did in order to at least put a pause on the destruction or the stress that was happening. And that was our code word. That was the first thing that I remember you and I did when I was like, I cannot be more angry at you. Like I, I will die if I'm more angry with you. Like I've got to like say something and that was burnt toast. And like EJ, when I say it, it means I am not my best self and I'm not in a good place. And if we continue this whatever is happening, like it's not, it's already not good. It's going to get worse. And I'm not going to do that in front of our kids, or I'm not going to do that to me. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to us. So really that was like, that's something that is, you say your code word and you just pause because we're, we're outside of each other's window of tolerance right yeah. now. So what's super important about this is that because a lot of couples we'll work with, we'll talk to them about the code word and they'll be like, oh, we we went to another therapist and they talked about taking a timeout. Timeouts do not work. It doesn't, what's incredibly important about code words is that there's a code word that you guys know, hey, this means we need to take a pause, but then there's a protocol of what you do after it. That like, oh, I need to take a walk and internally reflect about what's going on with me or, or I need to use, we've talked about rain, um, recognize, accept, investigate, investigate nurture. and nurture, you know, that there's something you're doing in that time that's self-reflective that you come back to the partner. But in the instance of what we're talking about, about can you handle my emotions that, and the scenario that Tara talked about with like overwhelmed with the kids in the morning and all that, that sometimes Tara is calling her code word and it's not even in relation to me yet, <laughs> you know, that, that she's feeling bird. I walk in from the gym and she, and the kid, you know, the twins have been fighting or somebody didn't do their chores and she'll look at me and say, you know, burnt toast. And I have the ability then because we have a plan there that I know what to do. You know, I know instead of having to figure it out, it helps me out. Cause I know, okay, she's stressed. Let me check in with her. Let me see, is there anything I can do? Let me put on Miles Davis. Let me do some of the problem solving of like take over the kids so she can walk away for a second and take some breaths. Mm -hmm. But it's like we, that gives you the ability to not be sort of like figuring it out on the fly. Right. Well, and also too, like, again, when you're using code word, however long it takes you, you're just trying to get back into your window of tolerance where you can actually function in a way that's not hypervigilant or 
highly emotionally reactive. Do a search in our shows for an episode called Window of Tolerance because that's an amazing, important concept to understand of like that you, you, both you and your partner have to be in a certain zone in order to problem solve well together in order to resolve conflict. So check that episode out. And it's important to recognize when you're not in that window of tolerance and use your code word in order to regulate yourselves because again, going back to can you handle this? It's really important that you also can handle your emotions. I can't expect you, EJ, to handle my emotions and I can't handle them myself. And using code word is you're saying, I'm like high, highly anxious right now. I'm overstimulated. My nervous system is ramped up. I care about myself. I know that I am not in a great place right now. So I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do to calm down and, and get back into that window, whatever that looks like. And that is your own person regulating yourself. And that becomes a huge part of also having your partner come in and lean in because we can't expect our partner to regulate us. We have to regulate us too, but our partners can get better at leaning in when we need the extra regulation. Well, and maybe being the support to create an environment where yeah. you may be more successful in regulating yourself. Well, right. And and research shows, and then we'll get to a second tool, but I, I just always love talking about this. Research shows, right? Like, let's just say you come home, EJ, and I'm like overwhelmed and I'm right. My nervous system's already on like hyper alert, like hyper, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overstimulated. Like that when my nervous system and your nervous system come in contact, that they mirror each other. So if you start to get into that place of like, oh God, I can see that she's like, I'm it is a bad scene because now we have two nervous systems that are like off and running a freaking speed marathon, which is, it's exhausting. That's the word for it. Yeah. And it, if I come into your hemisphere and you're have and you're having these strong emotions and I don't connect with you, then even though I don't really realize it, I sort of like fall then into your nervous system state where I'm rushing around the house and I'm trying to get the kids to to corral yeah, the kids. It's and so I'm, unconscious. I'm even even though I'm not an anxious person, I'm feeling a little anxious. Yeah. Like like I don't wipe down the counters four times, but I'll wipe down the counters four times in just the hope yeah. that you look at it and see that I'm wiping down the and that's not good. I'm I'm just jumping into your stream and vice versa. Like when I can tell that you're struggling with something and you're not speaking it and you're not identifying it, I can feel it and I can feel that to me, I just like, it's confusing and then I get nervous. Like, and so I know that that's where you're at, but then, so again, we, our nervous systems mirror each other. And so that's what we have to be really careful about because it's it's really on the individual to to notice when they're out of that grounded window of tolerance, if you will. And to do what they need to do in order to kind of just come down a little. And then it's also important for your partner to kind of lean in and say, hey, I want to support you in this moment, you know. And again, it doesn't happen every time. But the more you start to work on this, it really truly is one of the first tools we used in order to at least put a pause on the conflict, the pause on the tension, a pause on the arguing, whatever it was. And it just gave us a chance. And let me tell you, a lot of couples don't give it a chance. They are off and running and yeah. whoo. So so the yeah. second tool that we want to introduce, and, and these are our like, these are our foundational tools 
is emotional check-ins, right? And, and that's important for a number of reasons. The first primary reason, I think, is that if you don't know what you're feeling, if you don't have the ability to identify your feelings, and if you don't have a vocabulary for them, then how in the world are you going to be able to help your, your partner understand what's going on? How are you going to be able to give them the opportunity to handle it if you don't even know what the heck is going mm -hmm. on, right? The other thing it does is by checking in daily, and we're not talking like, like 30 minutes, we're talking literally one to three minutes, maybe a little bit longer, yeah. but, but you know, one, five. <laughs> one to five minutes. But by checking in, then you're sharing your emotions with each other in non-heightened states, yeah. and you're building confidence in times where there isn't conflict, that your partner cares, that they're attuned, that they're responsive, right? And And so- how can you expect for your partner to to be there for you in a heightened state if you haven't established a baseline of like, my partner is there for me just when I wake up in the morning and I'm a little bit groggy or, or I wake up in the morning and, I'm, and I have low levels of stress because I'm already thinking about the rest of the day. Or I wake up in the morning and I'm like, God, I just feel so grateful yeah. and thankful for everything. Um, emotional check-ins are a great way. Again, we always encourage them in the morning, but it's a great way to kind of have a little bit of an idea of like where you're at and also where your partner is at because I can't tell if like EJ's waking up in the morning if he's really, you know, he's really good at keeping his feelings to himself. I can't tell if he's like super stressed about finances this morning. He can't tell if I'm super stressed about the day that I have coming up. And so when we're able to check in with each other, I can be like, oh, EJ's got this extra stressor today because he's got to, you know, have payroll run or whatever it might be. And that I could to I know I can be intentional about checking in with him maybe more that day because I know he's already kind of struggling. It just, again, it gives us a little bit more of a roadmap for each other and for ourselves. So, yeah, so we talked about check-ins. Let me just quick give you that format. Once again, if you don't have it, the check-in that we use is, is very simple. It's like, this is what I am feeling today. Today I am feeling, or right now I am feeling, here's my goal for the day. Intention. My yeah. Yeah, yeah, goal, intention. And then lastly, here's a positive either relationship statement. We are strong. We love one another or whatever, or a- uh, Individual. Yeah, an individual. I can handle this. I can handle this. I'm I am strong. strong. I'm super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing also is you can, so <laughs> we are sticklers about feeling words because a lot of people go into thoughts. So you can go on, just Google like feelings, wheels, whatever. And like we have feelings, wheels in all of our offices and it, it you know, has a ton of feelings and it really helps us build our feelings vocabulary because a lot of times like, oh, I'm happy, I'm okay, I'm stressed. But we really want to check in with like, no, today I feel a little lonely. Yeah. Today I feel curious. Today I feel joyful, really. So I, I would encourage, you know, anyone and everyone to print out feelings wheels and or order them on Amazon. Yeah. They have feelings charts. It's great stuff if you have kids too, oh, introducing totally. them to identifying kids, their yeah. feelings. Yeah. I'll tell you, I love two things about that feeling checking. Cause we do this at the beginning of our sessions, every session, every client is that my couples sit down and the first thing they do is they grab those wheels. I know it's they, so They cute. grab them. And the other thing is, and I see this, especially with men is they're like, 
yeah, I've been thinking about this for the last hour of like what I'm going to say, you know, and that they're, yeah. and that they're making this a habit of paying attention to what they're feeling. feeling. I know I have that too. I love it. I know. Now I also have the like a uh, magnet board and the, the faces instead of just like feelings like written down. I'm like, what's uh look through all these feelings cards and it actually has faces of people and put it up on the magnet board about what you're feeling. And it kind of is really cool too. Cause it's like more visual. Yeah. Our therapist, uh, Renee introduced us to that. And, I know. Uh, Thanks, Renee. We just did an amazing session the other day with just those co-facilitating with her session. That's got to be a whole new podcast. I love it. All right. So, so you know, really at the baseline, our topic today was all about like the importance mm-hmm. of showing up for your partner in the way that they want you to, that building that trust that your partner can be there for you, building the trust that it's okay to express these feelings, knowing you're not always going to get it right, but that it's a, it's a work in progress. And we've done it, you know, over a decade, we've been, (laughs) we've been working this and we're getting better at it. And it's, it's not easy work, but it's, it is so worth it. And I think what's important is neither of us have given up, like, because we've tripped over each other. We've gotten exhausted with the process. I've gotten to the point of, like, hopelessness, like, he'll never express his feelings towards Mm -hmm. me. But I never gave up, and you never gave up, and we're still in it. And that's, to me, that's, like, compassion for one another that, although we're not perfect, we're willing to, like, go through uncomfortable things to support each other, whatever that looks like. So just be patient with yourselves and thanks for listening today. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, Tara. I love doing this. I know. I love you. And thank you for, (laughs) thank you for being my partner in crime. Yeah. Thank you for being patient with my process. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by 
by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.